Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Boar's Head invites you to enlighten your senses. Introducing Boar's Head Ichiban Teriyaki-style chicken. Inspired by Japanese master chefs, our signature teriyaki glaze is crafted with garlic, ginger, and a hint of brown sugar. Then paired with our tender, slow-roasted chicken breast for a flavor that's sweet, savory, remarkably bold. Boar's Head Ichiban Teriyaki-style chicken. The bold flavor of Japan. Now at the deli. Compromise elsewhere. TheWonderMill.com, the best grain mills on the market, with the ability to mill several items that many grain mills will not. There are two grain mills to choose from, the WonderMill Electric. It's fast and gives you a vast variety of items it can grind. The Wonder Junior Hand Grain Mill can grind a wide variety of things that even some of the most expensive hand grain mills cannot, including oily grains, nuts, and seeds. Learn more about the most resourceful tool that you may ever own. See all the exciting things that WonderMill can do for you and what you eat at thewondermill.com. You've just joined the Prepper Broadcasting Network, where we promote self-reliance and independence. The views and opinions expressed are strictly those of the host or their guests. Visit us in the interactive chat room at PrepperBroadcasting.com. to the Prepping Academy radio show. I'm Forrest. I'm Kyle. We're here every Friday night live, and we just uh, want to welcome you. And did you have a good week, Kyle? That was pretty good. Got a lot accomplished. Good. Yep. A lot accomplished. A that lot tells accomplished. me nothing. Well, I, I can't say too much. I know. I mean, sworn secrecy, legal binding agreements, whatnot. Gotcha. Well, guys, thanks again for joining us. Um, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, um, jump over to PrepperBroadcasting.com and join us there. We have a chat room. That there's discussion going on right now. Um, and if you want to call in and listen ever to our show, let's say you can't jump on the Internet, you can call in and listen. You can call in and ask a question, too. But that number is um, 347 Two zero two zero two two eight. Question: How does one jump on the internet? Do you, do you physically jump on your computer on the router? How do you do that? 
Yes. <clears throat> you're, you're in the market for a new laptop. You, know, you need they, to they try said that. that. You know, they said Shakespeare had a uh, vocabulary of over like 5,000 words, and the average American today only has about 1,500 words in their vocabulary. It's hmm. interesting. Run, Jane, run. Yeah, pretty much. Run. So, um, also, you can join us online at the website, Prepper Academy website. That's preppingacademy.com. Uh, we're doing a, a giveaway that's coming giveaway. up. It's going to be ending in like one, two, three weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. No, three weeks. Three weeks. It is three weeks. Yeah. And we're giving away a Sun Jack um, solar charger, uh, task bar, um, survival kit, um, a water filter by Sawyer Water Filters. So go and join our mailing list. That actually enters you into the drawing. Yes. So what we'll do is I have this random software. It will give me a number, and boom, we'll pick. It's in a database, so I can no, tell okay, everyone's okay. assigned a number in the database. I guess I'll put that uh, that bucket up with all those cards and the numbers I put on them. So, you, so you're writing down, you yeah, know, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's the way we did it in the '60s. Okay. It so, works. It works. <clears throat> again, thanks for joining us. Um, we're up to Kyle's conspiracy theory of the week. God, it's hard to choose. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. I had to say, okay, before you get started, yeah. As we came in tonight, you you've already discussed five with me before we even got onto the show. Dude, there's a lot going on this week. I listen to some really interesting stuff. I, I mean, I listen okay. to stuff every day. Okay, so which is the most interesting to Kyle? It's it's really hard to pick because there's ones I think I told you about the D-Wave quantum physics computer they developed the first okay. first computers to actually use quantum physics. So you're saying you're computer. not picking that one? Though. I'm not going to pick that one. Okay. It's really interesting. People want to check that out. It's fascinating and also slightly scary. Okay. Um, and it's not a conspiracy theory, but what it could, the results from that could stem off into a lot of theories. Um, and then, which am I call it? Uh, Putin's chauffeur being killed. There's a lot of theories around that one. Wasn't that just an accident? Uh, yeah, no. I wouldn't call that an accident. That, that looked like a, uh, a very intentional accident. Why would someone want to kill his Chauffeur. There was actually someone that came out, and I, I forget his position in the CIA, uh, just here within the past few months and basically said we should intimidate and try and kill off leaders of other nations like the Syrians, the Iranians, the, the Russians. Chauffeur, chauffeur is a yeah. leader of Russia? Well, no, but he's been driving Putin for, I think, 40 years, they said. Oh, really? Okay. So, hmm. I mean, not, not like he just, you know, started this job last week and, you know, got taken out. It was very targeted. I mean, you see the actual video of the car pull off into the middle lane between the highway, and then as soon as it sees his car, right into him. Hmm. Okay. Very so you're not going to pick that one either? I'm not going to pick that one. Okay. What I'm going to pick is, and this is kind of near and dear to me, because you know, my wife and I for years have been into organic foods. Okay. And part of that being is getting away from companies like Monsanto. Um, you might be familiar with Monsanto because they were also associated with Dow Industrial. And for those folks who remember a wonderful little product called Agent Orange, which mm -hmm. was denied that it had any effects from our military for decades, this is the only thing I can honestly say that I will applaud Obama. Sorry, choked a little. Did you first. say that? I, I actually did say. We're that. having technical difficulty. He he actually did say that, like set up a fund 
for those who suffered from Agent Orange effects um, to help them out. Now, granted, most of those men have, you know, ceased to exist now. They, right. They've died off right. from cancers, et cetera. But if you do the background on Agent Orange and you look at all the birth defects that they've caused over mm-hmm. in Vietnam, it's actually pretty horrifying. But part of the problem is now companies like this continue to produce products which are causing cancer and are mainstream in our food supply. Don't they control our seeds? They do. All they do. And, and most of these seeds are products that will never reproduce. They're hybrids. Right. So that's why if you know if you're a prepper, you want to make sure you get organic, non hybrid seeds, open pollinating. But Monsanto's so vicious. Which we call heirloom. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, heirloom. Yep. But Monsanto's actually so vicious that they will actually drop seeds off on along the side of a road so that the farms nearby who don't use their seeds get contaminated. And they will actually sit there and sue those farmers and take their farms away from them, claiming that they stole Monsanto technology and their patents. But that's not the conspiracy that's theory. Not, oh, my goodness gracious. That's not the conspiracy okay, theory. Let's get the, the one the theory, you picked no, this, this, this is It's all pertinent to this okay, because okay. it's actually come out that Monsanto's product, which they use in their, their, you know, their infamous Roundup, um, glyphosate, has actually been found in vaccines. Dude, I love that. You spray it on a weed and it's dead. Yeah, you know what else does that? What? Boiling water or vinegar. Oh, well. Yeah, and those are safe. They don't cause cancer. Okay. So there was actually a open letter here um, from a research scientist named Anthony Samsel that came out here. Um, this came out in New Hampshire, basically sent a letter of test results on a number of common vaccines and proving that there's glyphosate in these vaccines that our children are given. And glyphosate is known to cause cancer. Guess what else it's also known to cause? What? Autism. Okay. Uh, well, I know a lot of people accuse that the shots that they give their kids cannot can give them precisely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's also there's mercury in a lot of these vaccines. There's mm-hmm. been found there's been claims of aluminum being in them. A number of things. Do you think they're doing this on purpose, or is it I by don't. accident? I think it's on purpose. Okay, absolutely. I mean, what what are you? How are you going to put something that kills weeds, kills vegetation? Why would you? What what purpose would that serve with that in a vaccine? You know that it causes cancer. Well, I'm not a chemist, but there are some chemicals that are one molecule apart that one could kill you, and the other one is like sweet as sugar. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like bromine versus iodine. You know, back in the 1950s, there was two scientists who conducted all this research and basically said, iodine's poisonous, don't take it. Mm-hmm. So they started putting in bromides. And place of the iodine. So a lot of our food products now have that in it. But now you have an increase in things like gluten intolerance. And guess what that comes from? The bromides. Hmm. Whereas iodine doesn't cause that. And you need iodine for healthy it, it is interesting thyroid, et cetera. That twenty five years ago, I don't recall anyone being allergic to peanuts. Yeah. I mean, did we just not know it and people died? No. Or it's has the food. The, the food has the, fundamentally changed. The food has changed. And so people have have people been lactose intolerant for a hundred years? I'm sure that there's been minute cases, mm-hmm. maybe autoimmune deficiencies and diseases that have caused that sort of thing. But now we see those things growing at an exponential rate. And, and I mean I've had good friends who have had autoimmune deficiencies 
where they've actually started taking iodine and basically been 100% cured. <clears throat> so you, so that's your that's your conspiracy theory. Yeah, because you know, it's, but it's you're gonna, saying it's truth because there was a press release out. It's it's did they. It's the truth, I mean, but they're never going to come out and admit it. Okay. Monsanto and Dow Industrial and these, these pharmaceutical companies are so big, they will sue the living daylights out of whoever they have to mm. make sure they cover it up. See, I thought you were going to talk about it. I, want, I was hoping you would pick this the Hillary Clinton cough. I mean, she just had the cold, right? No. What? No. You're saying there's something more to that? Yeah. I mean, it, well, it's like uh, Dr. Drew. They came out and were trying oh, yeah, he got to for that. They questioned her health conditions, and basically, now that even the, uh, the president of CNN was coming out demanding he apologize. Right, I saw that. Like, come on, if this is going to be the next president of the United States, which God, I pray it's not. Right. We have a right to know if this woman is mentally and physically fit for the position of office. I saw something drudged that like seventy percent of doctors that have. Looked at, just looked at her own film and her cough yeah. and says there's something serious there. Yeah, absolutely. That, I did see that. So that's um. So anyway, so we covered a gamut. That's, I mean, in your notebook of conspiracy theories, how many are actually written in there? <laughs> I don't keep a notebook. <laughs> I don't keep a notebook. You don't keep a notebook? No. Hey guys, I do have to apologize. I've had the cold all week. I, I, or a cold, not the cold, but I'm getting over it, so I apologize if you hear me in my voice. But um, so that's conspiracy. Is that why you licked my cup? Yes. Thanks, I appreciate it. Do. Hey, so next week is going to be interesting. I'm going to be at prepper camp in Saluda mm-hmm. with 1,200 other preppers. I'm going to be teaching. I thought it was one class, but it's two different classes. So I've been tr- cramming two class, two different classes into one, thinking I was going to have to just do the one class. Come to find out, they're two separate classes. Now I've got to redo my presentation and, and my class, and then I've got to add more stuff in there. So that's a good thing, I guess, doing two. But I'll be at prepper camp Friday night by a fire with a bunch of preppers. And you'll be at home. Yes. And all I can say is if you're going to prepper camp, mm-hmm. then God have mercy on your soul. So that would be the safest place in the United States. Though. No, I'm saying because they're going to listen to you for two classes. Oh, I, come on, man. <laughs> so um, so I'm going to call in, and Kyle will be at his house. We'll be at two different locations trying to do a radio show. Yes. And if for some unfortunate <clears throat> reason you're not able to join, I think G-Man already said we're going to change this over to a uh, – Rated R version of the show. It'll be Kyle uncensored for one hour. See, I don't trust Kyle for 40 or 58 minutes by yourself with open air because I would think the troops would start mobilizing, mobilizing yes, they might. to come to your house or wherever well, you'll be. I'll say I'm here. No. <laughs> you need to use that software I taught last night, the class I taught yes, last night. Yes, yes, I do. Um, so, and how to be incognito on the uh, internet. I will, I will say I'm in Edward Snowden's living room with yes. him. Yes, in Russia? Yes. Is he still in Russia? Yeah, he is. Okay. But, um, so that's what's going to go on next, next week. So it could be fun. Or it could be a rerun. Or it could be, <laughs> <laughs> or it could be just um, uh, Kyle and G-Man talking. Yes. 
I'm not saying y'all wouldn't be fun. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Sorry. Okay, tonight's topic is very interesting. Um, it's bug out bags, get home bags, and everyday carry. If you don't know what EDC, EDC stands for everyday carry. That means you carry it on your person 24-7. 24-7, even when you sleep? Mm. You know what? I, I do usually still have my paracord braces on when I'm asleep. You don't have your mobile No, I actually, you know what? I took it off whenever, at some point last night. So I don't oh, know. yeah. So so that's what we're going to cover. Book out bags, get home bags, EDC. Every aspect. Who should have them? When should you have them? Where should you have them? How do you put them together? We're going to go into some of the details. This isn't a, a class on how to build it per se, but kind of the concept behind it. And <coughs> excuse me, goodness, this cold is killing me. The concept to have it. So I'm going to kind of interview Kyle. And the reason I'm going to interview Kyle is because we had a bug out bag night at our meetup. Oh yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Sure. Everyone remembers that. Kyle brings in his bug out bag that I think he could live at least a half year. I mean, there wasn't that much food in there, but there was, you know. You, I mean, you, your, yours was huge, military grade, everything. Mine was a little puny thing that was completely. It was, it, it was night and day difference. Yeah. And so, you apparently are an expert. I think we're bit. both experts, but apparently you're more of an expert because your bug out bag was bigger. You won. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's more so my concept, my theory behind it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. You weren't this talking this much. I him. know. I know. What's I wrong, mean, Hillary? I mean, Forrest. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I have to shoot you now, but that was funny. <laughs> so what, Kyle? Okay. Is a bug out bag the first thing a prepper should do? Uh, one of the first. Not it's, maybe it's the one first. of the first. I mean, it's not the first thing you need to do, but it's it's one of the first. It's right up there because you know it, it takes a while to build up all the food and resources and everything else. And essentially, you want to make sure your first seventy-two hours is covered. Right. Okay. So, would you build a? I'm new. Would yep. do I need a? Do I need to figure out my EDC, a get home bag, or a bug out bag? Which is first, or should they all kind of at the same time? You know, I kind of did mine backwards. I started out and initially I just built my bug out bag. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of went back and I was like, you know, well, what's my everyday carry? And then I finally got to a point where I was like, all right, well, I'm going to build just a get home bag. And then eventually I adjusted that. There's 5 million different videos and comments and forums and everything out there. And list, PDFs, everything. Everyone has some sort of input whenever it comes to a bug out bag. It's probably the number one prepper research item there is. Right. For me, it's come down to I learned my mistakes. If I was going to start out fresh, I would make sure, number one, what am I carrying every day? Mm-hmm. That's something you can do in half or, hour. Or what do you need to carry every yeah, day? Well, but basically, you know, within reason, like there's like, they have like fanny packs. I know you're a big fan of the fanny Dude, I pack. Love, I, the fanny pack, when it comes back, man, oh, I'm going to rock it. It's never going to come back. I'm going to rock it. Oh, man, I love the fanny pack. But I'm, I'm thinking like really basic things, like little survival cards you can put in your wallet, <clears throat> your, your pocket knife, mm-hmm. lighter, uh, different little utility things you can put on your keychain. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere I go, I always have, there's two or three different types of like screwdrivers I always have in my pocket. 
um, carrying, you know, a Leatherman tool. Right. Those are great. Having a flashlight, things like that, basic necessities. And then obviously if you have your concealed permit, carrying a firearm, an extra mag or two on you, just focus in on that stuff first. So let's start out with this. We're going to talk about what each one of them, their purpose. Yeah. So what is a bug out bag? A bug out bag mm -hmm. is essentially the crap has hit the fan. You need to leave ASAP. You don't have time to grab your 50 containers of food, et cetera. You just need to grab a bag, get to your car, <clears> and you need <throat> to get the heck out of Dodge. And I knew you were going to answer it that way. My answer is different. Mine is when there's a emergency, it's a bag you can grab mm -hmm. that has supplies for you and your family for a weekend to go to grandma's house because you've been evacuated or um, it has everything you need that you don't have to go and, and start packing things. Mm -hmm. You can just take that bag. So you went the extreme and I knew you would and I set you up for that. Yeah. And mine is, it's okay for, you know, soccer mom, soccer dad, just to grab it because they're being evacuated. Uh, a fire's coming towards their house. And they just they're getting their police are at the door saying you gotta leave now. Yeah, that's one thing. Well, so you carrying. basically describe my everyday bag no. versus my bug out bag. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later. So, what is a get home bag? Hey, let's take a quick break. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. My get-home bag? is something that basically goes everywhere with me. I don't usually take it into work or anything with me. Um, so in your vehicle? It stays in my vehicle. Okay. And it's essentially, you know, the way I look at it is if there is a crisis that requires me to get in my vehicle, those are my everyday items, everyday carry. They're okay. on my person all the time. Now, if I need to get home, first I need to get to my car. Now, once I get to my car, then I have my get home bag. And you might have to foot it. At yeah. that point, okay. Yeah. So we'll get into more details. So what in an everyday carry? I think you've already covered that, but yep. it's items you carry on your person yep. all the time. Now I'm getting to my get home bag, mm -hmm. and I the way I've set myself up is as opposed to having everything in that bug out bag, I've essentially layered my core essentials into my get home bag because it's, it's things that you're going to need anyways. You right. don't know if it's going to be a 24 hour emergency, right. 48 hour, etc. But there are items in there to make sure I'm getting to the next step. And I do the same thing. It's kind of a, a modular setup. Precisely. So I have a my everyday carry. So when I carry my multi-tool or my sidearm on my side, my get-home bag doesn't have another sidearm. My right. everyday carry stuff fits right in with my get-home bag. Yeah. Then if I have to go to my bug-out bag from my get-home bag, it, the the get home bag essentially is a part of my bug out bag. Yeah, and the, and it all works together. But you just kind of take almost if you had the perfect bug out bag, you pick the you know the ten items you need or twenty 
to get home, and then you take the four that you need to carry around. It's the same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the mindset I do as well. Yeah, I mean, mine literally has the clips and all my straps and everything to attach to my bug out right, bag. Right, yeah. Right, mine, same here. Um, but mine doesn't look Army tactical digital green. Yeah, well, yours says what? Transport on it? Huh? It says what? Hello yeah. Kitty? No. Yeah, hello. Meow. So there's two types. There's an extreme. Yes. Would you say you're an extreme bug out bag person? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the urban soccer dad like like me. Yeah. That I'm not extreme like you, but I plan like you have. Yeah. And we have, I guarantee you, our bug out bags, what's inside. There's a lot of similarities. There's a lot. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Matter of fact, we've taken photos and viewed each other's equipment and stuff and so yeah because we get ideas from that right why are you smiling like that i'm gonna post yours on the internet man no okay yeah your depends that was a smart one for you to carry (laughs) that was for you okay (laughs) okay um so would you say that um bug out bags are different depending on your experience level oh yeah yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who are going to have something on there. You, you know, everyone sees these little trinkets out there, and some of them seem really cool. Mm-hmm. But then by the time you add them into your backpack and you realize, holy crap, I just added 10 more pounds. Right. You maybe don't need the huge, you know, what is it, that company that makes the uh, the fire stoves that produce energy so you can plug it into your cell oh, phone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you yeah. Like, I have one of those. I I bought that as, you know an item to have, but I didn't put that as a bug out item. Right. That's like in a whole other level. That's like best case scenario. Well, I have a ghost, uh, a ghost stove, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, you can put it on your backpack, attach it to your yeah. backpack, but that's not a part of my, my bug out bag. Yeah. That stuff like that is like, you know, I go from everyday carry to my get home bag, to my bug out bag, to basically we have like bug out kind of trolley, mm-hmm. you know, containers. 55-gallon cobalt containers on wheels that all fit nice and snug into my truck bed. And those are like, you know, best-case scenario, I have time to grab those. Perfect. I have items like that in there. Okay, yep. So, um, let's talk about gray man. You know, what is a gray man? What's the definition? I mean, the definition of a gray man is basically someone who is out in the public, but you would not think anything extra. It's like if you and I go out in public right now, and you're dressed in full camo, carrying a huge pack, an assault rifle, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb versus me who's wearing, you know, maybe a sweatshirt, carrying a school-looking backpack, pair of denim, and I'm just minding my own business. Why did you switch that? I mean, cause, because because you are what you described me. Now, and this this is the reason too is in an emergency, being realistic. If someone sees you have a backpack, mm-hmm. depending on what exactly is happening, people just want resources. They're going to go after you regardless, right? If they see you have a backpack, because they're going to okay. assume he has food on him, he yeah. has water, he so, has something. So there's a mindset of. Hey, if you're going somewhere, you shouldn't just walk down the middle of town when everybody's screaming and chasing and rioting. Precisely. Okay. So the next question is, why do people need these items? Why do people need an everyday carry, a get-home bag, and a bug-out bag? Why do they need them? 
God, there's countless reasons. <clears throat> I can't tell you how many times I've needed my everyday carry items just at work. Um, being stuck on the side of a road, something happens with, you know, your vehicle. Uh, maybe you don't have AAA. Maybe AAA is not responding. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's an EMP. Maybe, you know, you witnessed a car accident and you're the first responder. You know, not that I'm advising anyone to try and do, you know, surgery on someone on the side of a road, but there's there's a number of things right. that can happen on a daily basis you should be prepared for. And so I, <clears throat> when I teach at the meetup, I always tell people that what kind of things would you need from your house if it was burning down? My bag. Your bag? Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you need your photos? Because they're backed up. Because they're backed up it. on a thumb drive. Yeah. So the most important item in your house is now your bug out bag because you have probably copies of your photos, all mm-hmm. your emergency documents that you would need in that, you know, electronically. Yeah. It's all there. That's it. I mean, this ain't going to happen overnight. No. And we'll talk about that. But bug out bags take years to perfect. I'm not sure if, I mean, how mine changes on a monthly monthly basis mine's pretty steady right now i haven't done too much to it i've added a few things over the past few months but nothing huge because obviously mine's massive i don't want to really add too much more weight onto it i mean how many yards can you walk before you have to take a break because <clears throat> yours is like 470 pounds no it's like 70 pounds holy cow See, mine's like I, I can i can i can easily walk probably three four miles that's 35 to 36 yeah Dang, but here's crazy. the thing, and that goes back on my theory on the bug out bag. The bug out bag is not something I'm planning on lugging constantly. It is something that I look at as more of a advanced bag, resupply bag. And, and you can throw things down as things, you go if you yeah, don't need precisely. them. Precisely, things yeah. I can shed. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the next question I have for you is, well, what does the government say about having – bug out bags. I actually encourage it. FEMA has come out in recent years and they actually say you should have a 72 hour kit. 72 hour and, kit. And you know, not just our government because not that I, I trust everything that they they come right. out and say. Mm-hmm. Other nations are coming out and saying, hey, you know, war might be right around the corner. You should mm-hmm. have a month worth of supplies or something right. to get you from point so A to the point B. FEMA and the government does encourage people to have some kind of emergency bag. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there's so, a few checklists on the make, website. So, right. Okay. Yep. Um, so, how would one get started doing a bug out bag and an EDC, figuring out what their EDC needs yeah. to be or a, a get home bag? Well, they're very personal items. It's not something that's a blanket, you know, for everybody. Uh, that being said, there are a lot, a lot of websites out there that have pre assembled packs. And I'm just going to be blunt. They're crap. Do not ever buy one of them. They're crap. It's a waste of money. You could literally go to Walmart and just get a bunch of crap, stuff it in a bag, and that's pretty much what you have right there. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. It's overpriced. Now, there are some people that that they do make a a pretty incredible bug out bag. Yeah. But it costs – I mean, when you see a good bug out bag, it's going to cost five, six – $100. $100. And, and part of the reason is like mine, my bag <clears throat> itself, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to cringe, but my bag itself was like 300 bucks. Holy cow. But part of the reason being My hello kitty, I, I got at Goodwill. You got, yeah, for yeah. like $5. Yeah. 
But I mean, the bag itself is 1,000 denier ballistic nylon. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the gun case in, in the back of it, so I can actually put a long rifle down there, comfortably carry it. Has a great frame to it. It's the most comfortable pack I've ever had. And I mean, I've had a. That's not a normal bags. bag for most bug out. No, absolutely not. Okay. But I mean, if you're if you're looking for it, find something that's comfortable. Go to, go to a place like Gander Mountain, REI. Try on multiple packs. Right. REI is really great for you know sizing you right. up and everything like that. Get a nice Kelty pack. You're gonna spend conservatively a hundred to two hundred dollars for a just piece on the bag. Yeah. Yep. Just on the bag. And it's important because you don't want to be on a five mile track and. You know, into that, your shoulder strap rips. Is it possible, though, for people just starting out? Because that's a pretty hefty price. It is. Is it possible for people in the beginning, as they're building their bag, just to use like a duffel bag or a book bag? Yeah. If you're just getting started out, by all means, you don't have to have the best. Some other things are more important than the actual bag in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. Because, I mean, like my first bag was, Mm -hmm. I think, actually was a bag I had from Gap. And I just started assembling. And then as I had the finances to right. up my level, I think I actually went through three bags until I finally got to the point where I was like, this is the perfect bag for what I need. Because if you ask me, what's more important, the bag itself or a gun? I would say a gun. Yeah. So, I mean, depending on your finances, buy a gun first, if it's your first gun, before you buy the actual $200 bag. Would you agree with that? I mean, yeah. so other things definitely more important than the actual bag. And so you can have duffel bags or book bags or things, but at some point you will need to get a real good bag. Yeah. And so, okay. So let's talk about your EDC. Now we're not going to go through, we're going to probably go through all your EDC, um, but we can't do this for all the items. One thing we are going to do for the bug out bag, I found a great list. It's a PDF Mm -hmm. that I've been using when I teach my classes. I've been using it for years. Um, and we're going we're gonna to post that on the Prepping Academy um, website under the archive shows. It'll be, we'll, we'll stick it there, and you can go view it. And it is a great baseline yeah. to start with. And it is very detailed, um, but we'll post that on PreppingAcademy.com's website. So when we get back from the commercial break, I'm going to ask you what, items you actually carry every single day and um and why you carry them okay okay um we'll be back in just a couple of minutes hey i'm joe alton md i'm here to remind you that disasters can happen anytime anywhere and you need to know what to do in an emergency the new 2016 third edition of the survival medicine handbook is the essential guide for when medical help is not on the way The Survival Medicine Handbook covers every issue you'll face in times of trouble, and it's all in plain English. Get the Survival Medicine Handbook at Amazon.com. I guarantee one day you'll be glad you did. We have exciting news. You can now afford to have your own freeze dryer. That's right. For the first time ever, it's possible to have a freeze dryer in your home. It was invented right here in America by HarvestRite. With this new appliance, you can freeze-dry your own food and it will last 25 years. Imagine freeze-drying fruit, vegetables, meat, and your own homemade meals. It's as easy to use as a microwave. Learn more about this amazing home freeze-dryer at HarvestRite.com. Again, that's HarvestRite.com. 
Prepper's Asylum is the premier preparedness outfitter. They carry in stock and ship direct the products you're looking for. MREs, freeze-dried food, Kelly kettles, water filtrates, first aid and trauma kits, stoves, personal protection, self-defense supplies, and more. Prepper's Asylum are people just like you and I. Find what you're looking for and use promo code PBN at checkout to receive 10% off. That's promo code PBN for 10% off at PreppersAsylum.com. Hey guys, thanks for joining us again. My name is Forrest. We got Kyle here. We are the Prepping Academy radio show. We come to you Friday nights live. I mean, this is live. Are you there? No. Oh, okay. Kyle is a quantum physics computer. Yes. We are live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so we tonight we are talking about bug out bags, get home bags, and everyday carry. And so my next question to you was, what items are in your EDC? What items do you carry every single day? What do I have on me right now, basically? Yes. So I don't have my gun on me right now. Because you're in my house. Yeah. You're pretty safe here because there's... Maybe a gun. Well, there's a sniper on the roof still, right? Oh, yeah. Just during the show. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, um, we'll, we'll, we'll guard it. Yeah. But I always have on me my spring assisted uh, Smith & Wesson folding knife. Okay. Um, obviously, my keys, my cell phone with my programs on there for everything I need in case of emergency. Contact him like Zello, um, signal, uh, fire. I have my fire starter usually. Paracord bracelet, um, Zippo lighter, and like my little tools on there. I have like a little can opener on my keychain. Right. It has the Phillips head screwdriver. Do you carry a multi-tool? I, you know, a lot of times I usually carry my multi-tool, but usually mm-hmm. now that I'm on work because it's so bulky. Right. Um, just gets in the way. But mm-hmm. yeah, usually that and flashlight. I am. Um, <clears throat> oh, and my handcuff key. Never forget my handcuff key. You never know. Where do you? Well, I'm not going to ask you where you carry it because I have a secret hidden one. I actually have two on me right now. Okay, so I carry. Um, I have my paracord bracelet. Mm-hmm. I have a neck knife mm-hmm. that goes around my neck. You, you've seen that, right? Yeah. And on that, I actually have a, a ferro rod, a little small one. Yeah. Um, I have a ferro rod on my shoes, my shoelaces. Mm-hmm. There's one on there. Uh, my multi-tool. I carry a pocket knife as well. It's a um, Kershaw. Pocket knife. Okay. Slim. I, I, I like. It's not one of the top dollar ones, but it's one actually of, Kershaw makes really good knives. And and, and, and I like it. Um, I usually out of my house. I always have, you know, my pistol with me. Yeah. Um, almost everywhere I go, I'll have it. Even even at work. Um. But um, that's so I can make fire. Yeah, that's that's it. Oh, I have a ferro lens in my wallet. Oh, you know what? I, I actually did forget about that. Okay. I actually have a signaling mirror in there as well. Okay. And I also have the um, a lock picking set with me at all times. Okay. It's a part of that um, that card that you can get from, I forgot what it is. Um, Survival or something. No. Something. It's a card. Ready Man? Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Um, I forgot the name of the website, but it has a little lock picking set. Yeah. I mean, you got to learn how to use it. I, I keep mechanism. a lock picking set in my get home bag. Right. Yeah. But that, that's what I carry with me all the time. Um, I have a credit card knife, little credit card knife in my wallet, and that's about it. Okay. And the thing is, you've got to get in the habit of having this stuff every day. And this yep. stuff comes in. Oh, and I have a little small flashlight. 
little tiny one that I bought from China for like three dollars. And you unpatriotic. <clears throat> I know, but you can buy it on Amazon for nine. Yeah. I mean, you choose. Patriotic spend more. Hair. I can give more. You know, I guess I can help Americans somewhere in Minneapolis that bought it from China, and I'm gonna buy it from. He's gonna make a. Yeah, he's gonna make the markup. Market. I'd rather make the markup myself. Yeah, and so um, my flashlight is cheap. It literally costs less than three dollars. Um, I have ten of them, and the first one has yet to give me a problem. So I still have it. I bought ten in case. They're uh, LEDs, aren't they? Yeah. So okay. they'll be totally useless after the EMP. Sure. I guess you didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so would you say that everyone's everyday carry would, is different? Oh yeah. Would a woman be different? Yeah, they can carry more. Oh, yeah, they have a purse. For God's sakes. Yeah, my, they can carry a lot more. Don't you wish men could carry a purse? No. A man bag? No. No? Okay. No. And a not fanny a fanny pack. pack not oh, a fanny gosh. pack. Oh, gosh. How about if it's camo fanny pack? No. No? Okay. No. Okay. Oh, someone in the chat room said it carries um, bandanas. A bandana. So you're going to rob a bank? Yeah, join a biker no. gang. No. I mean. No. There's many uses for a bandana. Do you carry a tourniquet? Hmm? Ever a tourniquet? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Typically, yeah. In my do you uh, really? In my bag. Yeah. In your bag. We're talking everyday carry yeah. though. No. No. Okay. I wear skinny jeans, so they, <clears throat> no, I'm kidding. I do not wear skinny jeans. Don't let that ever go out there. Dude, I I'm gonna have to take a moment. I give people so I'm gonna have to take a moment and think about jeans. dead dogs. Hang on. Oh. Okay. Just think that image is gone. Oh, ooh, gosh, that's gone. So, um, when you get home, do you take these items out? Yeah. I do too. I put them in my camo hat. <laughs> You always do wear a camel hat. Yeah, I do. Okay, next is um, your get-home bag. What kind of things do you have in your get-home bag? Uh, extra ammo, bivy sack, <coughs> uh, bu- 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 bum, smoke grenade, flares. You have smoke grenades in your I do. I, I do have one. It, and this, this might sound crazy, but this is one of my reasonings. If I, for some Unforetold reason need to either create some sort of a diversion or say fake that I need roadside assistance and there's a bunch of smoke coming from my engine. I mean, it's there. It's a tool. There, wow. there's, there's a plethora of different reasons. That you okay. can, I mean, if you need if you need to scatter a large group of people, if there was an emergency, you could throw something out there and be like, oh my god, you know, run, there's fire or something. I thought I thought I really thought that's what an AK-47 was for. I said scatter people, not... No, no, shoot them. Just shoot up in the air. They'll run. Yeah, those bullets fall. I know. You know, they don't gravity. Mythbusters said it wouldn't kill anyone. But go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, I don't trust them. So you carry some crazy stuff in your get-home bag. Yeah, so the get-home bag is to get you home. If you work 20 miles away from... Yeah, and I also have, I mean, basic stuff, obviously, like, you know, more fire starting equipment, mm-hmm. um, shelter, small tarp. What kind of food? Do you have food in there? I do, but I have, like, little survival bars in there. Okay. Like clip bars or more like no, 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 no. SOS or yeah, like the SOS bars. bars okay. Because yeah. you gotta have something. How about for water? What do you do for water? I have a Sawyer water filter in there. Okay. So, if you live in Florida, yeah, would you carry? Would you your get home bag be different if you lived in Alberta, Canada? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just because of the. So the weather, yeah, could be. So the I'd probably, if I was in Florida, I'd probably keep an extra speedo in there. 
state and some suntan lotion. Yeah. I mean, they actually could be important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Total, actually, total I do have some, some in my shades. Some, some shades. Yeah. And if you're in Alberta, Canada, what would you have different in there? Uh, well, uh, obviously. Um, the hand warmers? Yeah, hand warmers is a good one. Uh-huh. Um, probably, you know, a fur hat. <clears throat> well, in yeah. Florida, you need a hat too, but you don't need a fur. A, yeah, yeah. A, a, a fur hat. Okay. Might, you might stand out a little bit. That might be taking gray man a little too far. Right. Yeah. So, um, so would you say that everyone's get-home bag is different as well? Mm-hmm. And it depends on your age, because if you're an older person, or even you know someone young like me, us, I'm just no, that wasn't even funny. That, that wasn't even. <laughs> but people are on medication. Would you carry medication if you're on medication? Yeah. Okay, because I mean, it could you take you three days to get home. Yeah. I mean, like, look at it. We were just talking earlier before the show. We were talking about the show Jericho, and I, I, I'm completely new to it. I never got to see it, but think about what happens if the whole world goes into crisis, and it takes you three months to get back to your home. Dude, you always go, the whole world's going to end, don't you? I, you hopeful. can't think you're hopeful. That's I'm funny. Hopeful. <laughs> you, you can't think there's an automobile accident that spilled chemicals on the way home, and you can't get around it. You I have a four-wheel drive truck that is a beast. I will find a way around it. Okay. Okay. So, but your bug-out bag and everyday carry and um, get-home bag, will be will it change over the seasons? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, in the summertime, you need different things than you need in the wintertime. Yeah. So, obviously, like during the summertime, I take out my little... Uh, which I'm call it my down jacket that folds up right. into like nothing. I take mm-hmm. that out of there because obviously I'm not going to be wearing a down jacket in the middle of summer. That would be crazy. Yeah. Now, like know. your survival blanket, you would mine always stays in there. I don't, yeah, like I, I just have a, I just have a little baby sack. Because there's there. many uses for that. Yeah. So, how about if you have kids? What do you do? I mean, your kids don't have a get home bag. I mean, you're 30 miles from downtown. You got to think about who's going to be with you, and how far you got to get home yeah and so these things have to play and you have to think through every one of them season mm-hmm. age how many people time of year which is season i guess um and where you're located yeah so all these play a factor in every one of these um would you agree with that yeah absolutely so a get home bag you have that in your car? Yeah. Okay. Do you have one in your wife's car? No. So screw your wife, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, not me, but no. Yeah, no, but, say that on the radio. Yeah. No, no. I, you know, it's one of those things where, she, I mean, honestly, she usually takes my truck. She's driving anywhere. Right. She usually stays at home. Okay. Homeschooling is, you know, not is exactly. Is it important for a wife to have one, though? Absolutely. Most people? I mean, if your okay. wife's traveling along with the GPS locator you put in her purse, no. They've apps for that. Um, no, it's definitely important. And I okay. mean, that's one of the things where I've given it more thought. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I, I would want to make sure that friends, family, loved ones, people I want to make sure are, are with me, they all have something. I was, right. I was even telling a young guy today, like, you, you need to have something or don't come to me at all. Right. What about if you have children that drive? Should you put something in their car, create one for them? Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Yeah, my son has one. Um, and, I, and I kind of look at that as also you need to have, like, an emergency car, you know, packed, too. Uh-huh. Like, if you were to look in the back of my truck right now, 
there's a ton of items in there, everything from stop leaks to, you know, transmission fluids, oils, all sorts of stuff in there that in case of emergency with the vehicle, that's all good. That's its own pack. Yeah, we're, my family's screwed if something happens to a car. Yeah, what do you drive? Some, some Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. Yeah. It's just the fact we just don't know cars. Are you an Asian spy? Yes, I am. Asian? Why would you say Asian? Well, because earlier you were supporting China and okay. now you're supporting Korea. So, just... so how about, okay, so you should have one in your kid's car. And you should explain yeah. the items in there. I mean, uh, how about your parents' car? I mean, They're old. Parents, I mean, a lot of parents are older. I Imagine mean, if you just put them away at like a space yeah, blanket. In a home. Yeah. Yeah. A space blanket, some food, some water. I mean, that could really, because people have died by going off the side of the road or getting stranded with a car and not having basic items. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember growing up, that's one of the things, you know, my parents always told me was, you know, growing up, you know, up north, you have to think about things like that. I mean, it's something as simple as, and it sounds crazy, but carrying kitty litter around in the back of my truck. Whenever I drive in the winter, I usually put the kitty litter back there to balance out the vehicle. And then also in case I go off the side of the road, I have traction. Pour the kitty litter down and be able to get out. Sounds crazy, but it's it's practical. It's saved lives before. Well, I thought your truck could do anything. Yeah, well, I haven't exactly ordered those, you know, snowmobile treads to go on the back of it like they yeah, have for they some They look bad, though, don't they? Yeah. Okay, so, um, so this bag that these people are going to build and put it in their car, it could end up saving someone's life. Oh, absolutely. Even when the crap doesn't hit the fan. Yeah. So it's like an insurance policy, isn't it? Yeah. Gotcha. I think I see that's, that's probably the difference. Some people are just not getting into this and they're thinking, wow, it's for survival. To me, it's like, and that's probably the same thing for you. It's common sense. It's common sense. Exactly. Is it? Can it be survival? Can it be doomsday? Can it all work in that scenario? Yes. Yeah. But can it work when you're in Atlanta, Georgia, and you get four inches of snow in like an hour and all of a sudden um, the, the interstate is completely blocked and people are parked there for days. Who would have designed an interstate that badly? Hmm. That, did that actually happen? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, I know. And people didn't have get where well, they ran out of gas. Yeah. Because they kept their car going because they were cold. If they would have had a simple space blanket or a bag like this, they would have been fine. Yeah. And thank God they didn't have to eat anybody to stay, you know, stay alive. Dude, That's happened before too. Well, it wasn't Atlanta. <clears throat> now, when people go camp on you, do do they all come back? No. <laughs> <laughs> Only the ones that want to. You know, this is being recorded. Okay, yeah. let's talk about this. Is a more serious thing. This is called. A lot of people refer this to a, as a bob. The bug out bag. And so Bob is just an acronym for Bug Out Bag. And it was also a great movie. What about Bob? What about Bob? Yeah. So um, we've determined, we've said this, and we'll say it again. We're going to highlight this in radio air. Do not buy a Bug Out Bag that's pre-made. No. If you, if I, honestly, most of them I see online are like red. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I have Number one, if you want to attract attention Right. Particularly in the woods of a wild animal. With a animal. red with a cross on it. I yeah. think they do have a cross on yeah, it, and if, you, and if you want to attract a wild animal, mm-hmm. red is definitely the color right. to put on your back. A bear will see that and think, ooh, meat. Yep. So don't buy it. Now, if we put one together, yeah, they should buy it. 
Uh, yeah. Because we're experts. Yeah. Okay. So, so don't buy them online. So, in the bug out bag, what kind of just list some important items you have in there? Well, for me, it probably goes back on the gun conversation. Mm-hmm. But I keep 300 extra rounds of ammo in there. I keep 60 in my pack for each gun that I would have on a daily basis. Right. Um, for, you know, just my, my get home bag. But then I have the 300. I, and like I said, I look at it as a resupply pack. Right. So I keep extra shelter in there, extra uh, water purification, um, which I'm call it snares. Snares, some, a way so to get everything. Food. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. I need. Do you carry advanced. food in there? Yep. Okay. I do. Um, how many days of food? Uh, three days. Okay. Um, so everything you would need to survive in the woods. Yeah, and change your clothes too. So if you don't survive in the woods, that's a bonus because you don't have to use a lot of your resources. Yeah. If you found a barn or something like that, you don't have to bring out your tarp. And so you you prepare for the worst. Yeah. And you hope for the best. Especially nowadays, you can't walk a mile in many places in America and not find some kind of structure. If it's a house, a barn, a gas station, or something, um, not all the time you want to stay there, yeah. but that's an option. So, would you say that? Do you have? Uh, and again, we're going to post that list on preppingacademy.com. Kind of a, a go-to PDF. Just look in there; you can kind of see the items people put in there. But it's very personal. When you say your bug out bag is very personal. Oh, there's none other like it. And things you actually make to put in there. Yeah. So it's not something you can't buy everything you put in there. Yeah. Like, um, and, and some of you guys might not know, but um, a good way to start a fire is a lighter and like cotton balls with Vaseline. Yeah. Because it, it, it burns for a long time. And it helps you start a fire easier than just, you know, a match or a lighter. And so that's something you have to assemble to put in there. Would you say there's many things you, you assemble to put in your bug out bag? I'd say maybe about 10% of the items. Yeah, there's a good good percent. Because even your first aid kit, mine's custom. Yeah, everything in there is custom. I would say it's more than 10%. I would say about 40% of the things I have is custom that I have in there. Or I've taken that product and changed it. Yeah, that could be more. Yeah. Okay. If, if, if you're including kind of customization, then I would say that number goes up probably 40, mm-hmm. 50%. Okay. So I don't have like a roll of duct tape in my bag, mm-hmm. but I have several items that have several yards of duct tape around it. Okay. Of, you know what you I mean? Gotcha. Like, like my axe handle All right. has duct tape so I can unpeel it and use it. So I use Gorilla Tape personally. Well, I actually have Gorilla Tape myself. Yeah. But um, but they're very personal, and they do change over time. Yeah. You Over time, you will learn, oh, that's too heavy. Well, the other thing is, too, is not only are they going to change, but if you can do this smart, say, say you're prepping for a family of four or five, buy a lot of the items that you need in there, like paracord, the Gorilla Tape, stuff like that. Buy it in bulk, and then you can actually right. cut down the sizes you want. And then that's what I've done a lot with a lot of my stuff is then when we have the larger packs, like I said, kind of my fourth tier, of the containers, I put all that extra stuff in there. And later on for me, as long as I have those items, that's extra bartering. Those are extra resupplies that I have, you know, for, I mean, even sandbags. So they're going to go to preppingacademy.com. They'll look in the show archives and they'll see this list of 
bug out items that they're going to need to start building their bug out bag. Yeah. Once they put the bag, where do they store that? Do you keep that in your car? I mean, some people do. I personally won't just because, I mean, there's kind of been a rash of break-ins But you keep it at your house, right? Yeah. You keep it out in the middle of the hallway? You just keep it in the closet? You just... Yeah. Okay. So you keep it at home? Mm -hmm. You don't hide it or bury it somewhere out from your house? No. No. I like burying guns. Okay. How do you travel with them? Do you... When you go to your family's farm, do you take your bug out bag? I take my get-home bag. And reason being is I've already distributed stuff okay. up that way so that I have. So let's say you go to the beach. Would you carry your bug out bag? Or you go to a friend's house in Georgia? Yeah, I take my bag. I, I, I take mine. Yeah, absolutely. We, we go on vacation. I take it. And my, I think my wife and kids, they look at it and go, because oh, it takes up a lot of room. Yeah. Because when I do that, I have to pack a little bit more in there because they're not bringing theirs. Luckily, right now, I don't have to worry about that because our dog's getting older and he has to go everywhere with us. Okay. So now we're pretty much just it's either up north to families or it's staying home. Okay. Um, do you share with people what you have in your bug out bag? Do you mean do I tell them? or Yeah, do you discuss. Because I was going to say, I'm not very good at sharing items. Yeah, you're not very good at sharing items. I, I tried to get around one of, my, one of my chicken wings earlier and I stabbed you with a fork, didn't I? Yeah. So, but do you... Discuss it with other people what you have in there. Oh, yeah, items. Like, I'm proud of mine. Yeah, you're very proud. Yeah. <laughs> when you walk in at the, our meeting, people are like, gosh, and you're like, yeah, strutting. Yeah. Like, and you're see, still and team. That's, and that's probably like one of the most important things is practice with your bag. And, and I don't mean take all your stuff out, weigh your bag, see what it weighs. Mm-hmm. Go to Home Depot, get yourself a 50 pound bag of sand or a 25 pound bag of sand, adjust it, load up your backpack. Break it in a little bit. Go for a mile, two miles. See what you're actually going to be working with. If you have a treadmill at home, that's mm-hmm. awesome, too. How can you test your bug out bag? Like throw it at people? No, no, you? test it. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Load it up. Load and, it up and, and go and test go it. Go out yeah. in the woods and go, hike yeah, with it absolutely. and see if you can survive. Yeah. Well, that's about we've covered except every single item in a bug out bag. We've covered it all. Yeah. I think it's something we can go back to absolutely. In, in depth. Yes. And uh, we should even do like a little, we would do like a YouTube video or something like that. Push Absolutely. it up on the website, compare and contrast. Yep. So guys, we, um, we're wrapping up our show again next week. We're going to be live from Pepper camp. Kyle's going to be live from his house, his truck. Probably actually you'll be driving. Yeah. I'll be driving. So if you hear this tremendous roaring sound in the background, you'll know. Yep. And so, hey, do visit the preppingacademy.com. That's preppingacademy.com. We have a drawing or giveaway that we're giving away. Sign up for a mailing list. Yes, this is a con job to get you the mailing list. You know, I've only sent like two emails out in six, three months. So, um, and, and sign up for our giveaway. Um, we have all our shows archived there. Um, so join us. That's preppingacademy.com. Um, and we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, any final thoughts? How much time we got? We got one minute. We got one minute. What was that thing in Hillary's ear? Oh, <laughs> it was a pearl. It was a pearl. It dropped from her original. They couldn't find it. They lost it. No, it's a bug or whatever. So they could tell her what to say. I thought maybe someone like popped her inside was, of the head and that was what was left of her brain. Oh, her brain. Hey, again, thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Kyle. I mean, I'm Forrest. Uh, you're Kyle. That's I'm great. I'm Forrest. Yeah. It's Kyle. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, 
at PreppingAcademy.com. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you next Friday next night week. live from Prepping Camp and from your truck. That's an awesome show for my truck. Dude, I can't wait for that. Today's broadcast has come to you through the courtesy of the Prepper Broadcasting Network. See our hosts, show schedules, archive programs, and more at PrepperBroadcasting.com. Thanks for listening. King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Max and the Sausage, Egg, and Cheese Biscuit, two for $4 deal. Here's my opinion. I like the biscuit at Burger King. Uh, it's got that fresh-baked smell. And your whole breakfast is in there. Eggs, cheese, sausage. And they're two for $4. You got it? Am I trending now? Yeah, Max. Hashtag biscuits. Try a freshly baked sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Now just two for $4 only at Burger King. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. At participating restaurants, limited time only. Has your data been hacked? Do you feel uneasy about the vulnerability of your personal information online? Were you involved in the Target, LinkedIn, or Microsoft data leaks? Don't know? If not, then pay attention. Join Forrest Garvin from PrepperNet for a free webinar on privacy and security. Gain insights into safe internet browsing, VPNs, crafting online aliases, secure emails, detecting if your data has been hacked, and managing passwords. Secure your spot today for this webinar on privacy and security. It's free. This webinar delves into comprehensive strategies for bolstering your online privacy. We've got you covered from fortifying your passwords to shielding your financial information and mastering state-of-the-art encryption techniques. We're offering two convenient dates to suit your schedule. Reserve your spot now at PrepperNet.com privacy. Don't let cyber threats erode your peace of mind any longer. Take the first step toward a safer, more secure online experience by joining us for our free webinar. Remember, knowledge is power when it comes to safeguarding your privacy. Sign up now at PrepperNet.com privacy. We'll see you there.